Vision Zero. John Tory talked a lot about Vision Zero, but when you go through the figures annually, it does not appear to be working particularly well. The philosophy is that we can find a way to hopefully get to zero, but at the very least reduce the number of people who are being struck by cars in an urban center. The problem is, if you want to do that, you really have to reconfigure the downtown. It's not about, hey, everybody eyes up try to behave out there. It's about corners that uh, punch curbs, that punch out into the street. It's about barriers. It's about all kinds of things. Matt Simiotiki is the director of the Infrastructure Institute at the University of Toronto and joins us with some wisdom on this file. Good to have you. Good morning. Hi, good morning. So 25 deaths so far on Toronto roads this year. How does that compare to previous years? So we're actually trending downwards. Uh, in 2015, we hit a high point of 78 deaths that year. That is a staggering number of people, uh, fatalities on our roads. And so we are trending down. In 2016, uh, the city introduced this Vision Zero plan, uh, an integrated strategy to try to bring down the number of deaths and serious injuries on our roads and ultimately get to zero. Uh, we're going in the right direction. So far, we're at 25 people who have died on the roads this year. Uh, so but we are not at zero. We, we had 50 deaths last year. Uh, this is trending downwards. That's positive. But we've stalled. We're, we're not at zero. And we're going to need to do much more if we're going to ultimately live up to the name of this program. Okay. So is this because it's largely been lip service? You know, it's a lovely idea. We talk about Vision Zero, but we haven't done very much to, you know, we've created some new bike paths, but we really haven't done all that much. We've done a lot of the low-hanging fruit. We changed the light timings. We've done some curb bump outs. Uh, we've lowered speed limits in some areas. So we have done some of the low-hanging fruit. And now it's the hard part. That has gotten us down uh, last year, as I said, to 50 uh, deaths, which is still a staggering number. But we're going to need to do a lot more uh, if we're going to get to zero. And this is where it gets really complicated. When you look at the map of where fatalities and serious injuries happen on our roads, it's actually not so much in the downtown core where you right. might expect. It's actually in the suburbs where the cars travel much faster, where the roads are wider, where it's harder to cross, uh, where there's vulnerable uh, users uh, who are on those streets trying to cross those streets or ride a bicycle. That's actually where most of the fatalities happen. And those are much harder areas to retrofit because the car is king in those areas uh, and it would take a much deeper intervention to make a positive change. So are there jurisdictions where Vision Zero has worked better? Because it's not, Toronto always has this idea that it's all about us when we could be looking elsewhere and taking some lessons. Well, that's a good point. We actually learned uh, Vision Zero came from Sweden. Uh, it's been implemented all across Europe and, in fact, all across the world. And it's had significant impacts. It's made a positive difference in Sweden, in Norway, in the Netherlands. Uh, it's been contentious everywhere. Changing roads is controversial. Uh, this is about the allocation of space. And when you give space to one use, you're taking it away from others. So it has been contentious, but it's made a big difference. It's actually, in some cases, stalled because of pushback around low-traffic neighborhoods and other interventions that make it harder or slower to drive in order to make it safer for other road users. Uh, so we do need to learn about both the implementation and the politics from elsewhere. Uh, but I think we can learn and we need to recognize that one death on our road is too many. Uh, and we should be doing a whole lot more to make sure that we're getting closer to zero uh, than where we are now. One more question for you. Is Vision Zero necessarily anti-car by definition? 
I think that's key. We shouldn't look at this as a war on the car. We should look at this as something that's positive for all road users. Safety impacts everyone. And even if you're a motorist, it may be uh, your child, your grandparent, someone you work with uh, who's a more vulnerable user. It may be you in the car that dies. There are also road fatalities where it's motorists too. So this is about everyone's safety and everyone's families. We need to really make sure that we're uh, uh, doubling down on safety and, and implementing all of the measures that are in our power to make sure our roads are safe for everyone. Thanks for this. Nice to have you this morning. Thanks a lot for having me. Maddie Semiotiki is director of the Infrastructure Institute at the University of Toronto. I certainly have a few ideas and mostly based, and I'm sure you've traveled and seen things like this as well. Uh, but in Montreal, for example, um, one of my big issues as a motorist is when I'm turning off a street and I have to cross in front of a bike path, you check once, you check twice, you check your mirror, but I'm, I'm always waiting for some cyclist to slam into the side of my car. So in Montreal, they have designated cycle um, lights and you have to obey them. So they have a period where that the light is green and the car can't go anywhere and the cyclists go. Usually during that time, the pedestrians also have the go and then they shut the pedestrians and the cyclists down and then you go through or more importantly, you make your turn. It's um, a very, very different pattern. Um, something that happens in, I think, Ottawa, I might have been noticing this weekend, but I wasn't driving. But the signal comes on for the pedestrians. And instead of, this drives me crazy in our city, our pedestrian, for the most part, at almost every intersection, the pedestrian and uh, car signals are the same. And so you have that countdown clock, right? Which is actually for motorists just means, ooh, speed up. I've got three seconds to get through this. But in Ottawa, the pedestrians have a certain period of time where they can cross and then it's shut down and the motorists have free reign uh, to go through. And the last thing I'd say is that um, if we're going to be hauling hard ass about cyclists, which a lot of people want us to be, and actually we go through these spasms where cyclists are getting tickets, then let's get hard ass about pedestrians. And pedestrians should not enter, a um, not a crosswalk, but should not be crossing the street when there are three seconds left on the clock. So actually, as soon as the countdown begins, that is supposed to end pedestrians in the street. But what do people do? They say, well, I can get across this in 10 seconds. It's 7.30. Also, speed cameras should not be located where I'm driving.